Hey, what's up? It's Emily, and I'm pretty sure that compassionate, coordinated healthcare is something on the top of everyone's mind. That is why I love Live by Advantia Health. From primary care to mental health and gynecology to obstetrics, Live understands these are all connected and important to you. Live is a membership-based practice in the heart of DC that prioritizes your experience. Plus, Live accepts all major insurance. So take charge of your healthcare on your schedule and choose Live. Learn more and become a member by searching for Live by Advantia. L-I-V by Advantia. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Big Red Bus. And do we have a special one today as uh, my, the co- my co-pilot, the, the podfather, Doug Tonus, and I take the bus out onto the beautiful cold streets, fall streets of Illinois to, to enjoy the foliage and to take us for a ride as we talk some Chicago Bulls basketball. How you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing? You recovering from your Twitter ban? You, you okay? You're not shaking at the fingers too much? Well, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm doing a lot of exciting things that will all explode on 11-1. For the listeners, um, I'm finishing up a bunch of songs, a bunch of albums. I'm using it to be productive. And I think I've actually, you know, found other hobbies too, spend time with the family and, and do other things as opposed to locking myself in the closet and responding to tweets. So it's been a very productive period for me. What about, what say you? Have you, have you been tweeting, taking, uh, taking up the void that I've left in uh, Bulls Nation? I mean, I've, I've tweeted at least once a day now for like a week. So that's way oh. up for me. I don't think it's quite filling your void. I've, I've maybe filled about a half hour of your void over the past two weeks. I do admit, I do get the itch just to check what's going on. And I, I, I fought it. I fought it. I have seen, there's a way for me to see like how many people, you know, so I'm at the max. I can tell there's, you know, 20 people have responded or I've been CC'd. I have no idea what they are, what, what it's about. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with our friend Mark from Australia ripping on me somehow or some way, but Regardless, uh, November, I'm going to more than make up for it. So, Oh, by the way, another thing, too, I got some really cool bus sound effects I've been working oh, on God. for our next show. So let's just put it this way. You're going to see a massive increase in the, in the quality of the production of the show going forward. So in a way, this was a blessing. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, uh, let's, let's get out of the topics of the show. This week, we're going to take one quick break. We've kind of exhausted, I think, the the legitimate players, there may be one or two that we're still going to cover, uh, you know, that the Bulls are going to have an opportunity for. I, I will say I've heard a lot of rumors that the number one pick in Minnesota and the number two pick for Golden State are available for trades. Is that something that you, at number four right now, you would do? And if so, who would you trade up for? I would, I mean, I guess it depends what you give up, but I would not give up much of anything at all. I mean, I think the value of these guys is so little that actually just paying them the extra money that comes with that number one pick is almost a big enough turnoff not to do it. Like, and as same as that sounds, like I think there's a good chance the number one pick, even if they're okay, is going to be a bad contract because the number one pick now makes so much money. Like, I just, I just don't have any faith in any of these guys. Yeah. So, what about if it was like number one for number four and a second rounder? Yeah, sure. But who's that? <laughs> now? I mean, like, if it's that stupid, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, I, I take Anthony Edwards if I trade him. Yeah, I, I probably would too. Although, as I said, I've been falling in love with Okoro. I think Okoro has his, at least as high of a ceiling as Anthony Edwards. I mean, they basically shot the same from three-point range. 
I don't have the stats yeah, in front of me. Yeah, but Edwards is much more of a creator. He took much more difficult shots. He shot in much higher volume. I, I, no I think Edwards is, is, is going to be a much better offensive player than Okoro, unless Okoro takes an unusual step forward, which is possible. I mean, you never know how any one guy's going to develop, but you know, right now he's, he's much further away from, from developing an all-around offensive game than Anthony Edwards is. Fair criticism, but you would agree that Carl is miles ahead of Edwards on the defensive end. Miles ahead? I don't know. I, I actually don't value perimeter defense so much, and neither did you. Uh, you know, for the longest time I've known you, so it's odd that you bring that up. I mean, I, I like I like Akuro. I like I said, you know, I think he's, I think he like you said he's going to step in the NBA. He's going to be, you know, maybe like Ronnie Brewer is his floor, and you know, someone better than Ronnie Brewer offensively. With that type of defense as a ceiling, uh, you know, could be a could be a good player if he has Jimmy Butler like work ethic and it improves on on his game. But uh, he has a long way to go on that end. So let's get into top ten 2020 season uh, NBA season players ranked. Actually, I'll link it to it into the body of the of the podcast, so anybody who's interested in watching it can watch it. And that list uh, included and it was an interesting list, and I guess we can go through it. Uh, really quickly, and I'd like to get your opinion on this list. It had number 10, Jimmy Butler, number 9, Damian Lillard, number 8, Joel Embiid, number 7, Jokic, number 6, Luka, number 5, James Harden, number 4, Kawhi, 3, Giannis, 2, Anthony Davis, and 1, LeBron James for the 2020 season. What say you? Did you agree with that list, or do you feel there were players that were not on it that you would have put in there? You know, I mean, actually, like, hearing that list and Looking at it, the thing that struck me the most about it was that man, that's a lousy list. <laughs> like the like the top ten guys, and I'm like, and I'm like, that can't be right. Like that can't be right. And I started trying to pick it apart, and I'm like, all right, yeah, maybe I move this guy here or that guy there. But I'm like, in the end, like I couldn't really argue a whole lot with it either. And I, it just made you realize like how much star power was really missing from the NBA this year, with Steph Curry basically missing nearly the whole season. With Clay Thompson, and I don't think he'd be top ten, but you know, still a very good player, being out nearly the whole season. With Kevin Durant missing the whole season, and with Kyrie Irving, who also not top ten, but would he's close fifteen. Yeah, he's you know, with him basically missing, you know, like half or more of the season. Uh, I mean, it just uh, the NBA really was missing a lot this last year, and and you know, I really hope for the league's sake that Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, that those four guys come back healthy next year because it'll be a much more exciting league. If those those teams that those guys are on are are good teams again, I agree hundred percent. I think the team uh, too many people are sleeping on is Golden State. I think they're you know I don't understand why they're not going to be. If you look at the odds for Vegas, I think they're the fourth highest team in terms of odds. I don't see any reason to, to believe why they can't just come right back and be challenging for a title with uh, it, you know assuming that you know Steph is still healthy and. Assuming that everybody on that team stays healthy for the season, do you do you agree with that, or do you feel that they're on the downside now? Uh, I mean, if everyone came back healthy, yeah, I think they could challenge for the title. They'd be up there with the Clippers and the Lakers in terms of talent. It's just that's a you know it's a pretty big expectation to expect Clay Thompson to be exactly what he was a year after an ACL. I mean, actually, the delay in the start of the season might really help him in that sense. Yeah, um, but if they play a tighter season, like we have more games crammed into shorter time, that might hurt him. You know, Steph Curry is a guy who I, I mean, I think he was fortunate to be as healthy as he was for that long run. And I, I think if they didn't have Kevin Durant for all those years, you know, the wear would on him would have been much worse. I, you know, I, I've always been concerned about him staying healthy. Such a, a small guy, he's had nagging injuries. And he's a little older now. Draymond Green, I think, has always been you know he's a good player, but very overrated. Yeah, if they get someone who makes a really big impact with that number one pick or they trade that pick for 
uh, someone really good, or sorry, the number two pick, um, then then yeah, they they could definitely make some noise. I mean, they'll be one of the teams. It'll be interesting to see how their offseason goes, but they have some opportunities, you know. Like, but but saying if those guys come back healthy, I just that's a major if. That's all I'd say about it. That's a really really major if. That's a bigger question than the Lakers or the Clippers will have. No doubt, but they're not going to lose. You know, those two players, uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, aren't dependent. You know, completely dependent on elite athleticism to be effective. It's not like they're going to lose that ability to shoot the basketball. And that's what yeah, really but they're going to lose now. the ability to get open and, and get as many shots off as easily and defend. And uh, every time someone says like this guy is not reliant on athleticism, everyone's reliant on athleticism. If you lose athleticism, your game goes down. I mean, it's just how it is. Like, there's no getting around that. And you know, we'll see. And it's not just athleticism. And with Clay Thompson, it is. But with Curry, it's just staying on the court. Like, I mean, it's a question whether he'll be able to stay on the court for a long period of time. But, yeah, like I said, they, have, they definitely have a great chance of having a, a good season. You know, I'd, I'd trade our roster for their roster. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like, not that that's saying a whole lot. But, you know, so I, I, I think they have more questions. But, yeah, they have, a, they have a shot. Made a great point, though, about, you know, Kevin Durant out this past season, Steph, Steph Curry out. Those are two guys that on any top ten list usually are there or they've been there uh, for, the you know, the vast majority of the past decade. Yeah. So it's, you'd have to say the last five years, those guys are in the top five, right? No like doubt. Kevin Durant, maybe number one, Steph Curry, maybe number one at times, like even, even maybe top three, you know, those two and, and LeBron, you know, might've been like the three best guys in the NBA for a few of the last year. So that's a lot of star power to be missing from the league this, this year. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully they're back and they're healthy. I mean, Kevin Durant, I have a lot more concerns about than Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, you know, hopefully, I mean, you don't really see anyone come back from that Achilles injury really well so I, I'm really hoping he's the exception but that's um it'd be interesting to see so assuming that let's say uh Kevin Durant is healthy 100% healthy and assuming that uh you know Steph Curry, Steph Curry returns the form out of these top 10 players Jimmy Butler Damian Lillard Embiid Jokic Luka Harden Kawhi Giannis Davis and LeBron which ones would you expect to fall back out of the top 10 or maybe do you feel like Durant and and Curry are not likely to, to regain their status yeah, I mean, I, I think Durant, if if I think there's a real question whether he'll regain his status. Like I said, no one comes back from Achilles. I hope he's the first, but so far no one has. Much like I said with Thompson, this, the season starting later probably is a, a bonus for him to have 18 months to recover instead of you know um, just the time he would have had. So or now, God, it's going to be close to 20 months. Whatever it is, it'll be it'll be, it'll be much more than he would have had otherwise. Um, so maybe, but I, I, I think if, let's just say for, they, they are back, let's say that they're top five players and two people are going to get pushed out and we want to discuss who those guys are. You know, I'd, I'd have to say, I think it's, uh, Jimmy Butler has a good chance of being that guy. Um, I mean, I don't think he's, he's he was a, probably a fringe top 10 player who now is viewed as like a high top 10 player because of his playoff performance. But it's not like he's been doing that for like the last four years, like playing at this level, like he did in the NBA finals or whatever. You know, he's just, just hasn't. So, I mean, I'd say he's he's an obvious candidate. The, the Heat really overachieved. You know, I, maybe they'll, they'll be able to do it again, but I think that was kind of like one of these flash-in-the-pan things that you're just not going to see next year. Um, and now maybe they'll get Giannis or something in trade. Everyone wants to, seems to want to go to Miami now, and then that team will be stacked again, and we'll be talking about them in the finals. But if they come back as is, I, I, I think they're going to – fans are going to be disappointed. So I'd say he, he's a good candidate for that. And then I think – Embiid or Damian Lillard is probably the other guy I would take um, off that on that list off the top of my head. I mean, I just I just don't trust Embiid one to stay healthy, even though he has the last few years. But you just don't see centers leading teams. 
Uh, they have like a weird fit. You know, they, they've, they've perennially disappointed. Uh, I think he's kind of like borderline to be on that list anyway. And then Damian Lillard, I, man, all heart love Damian Lillard. I guess I'll take Embiid as the other guy I think falls back. I, I like Lillard too much, even though I think kind of like one of these, one of those guys who maybe just doesn't quite have the total impact as much as you'd like him to, but just sort of fun to watch. I think, I think you hit it on the head for most of those. I, one, one thing I did want to ask you, though, like out of the East next year, assuming Durant comes back healthy and Irving comes back healthy, where, and I say healthy, obviously I agree with you. I don't think Durant's ever going to achieve the status that he had before. But he's still a player that you know not is not completely dependent on athleticism. He's got great range, and I know we talked about this, but I think he's going to be effective to some level. He's still going to get calls. I don't think he's going to just fall off you know, the planet and not be an all-star anymore. Do you feel better about Miami, the Celtics, or the Nets next season coming out of the East? If you had to say, right now I need to put money on one of those three teams, who would it be? I mean the Raptors. No, I would. Um, I would. I would take the Celtics. <laughs> uh, you take the Celtics, really? I take the Celtics. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And out of How about the, you? I really like the Celtics wings, but I do feel like they're missing something in the front court. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not really in love with their bigs or their wing, but I do love Brown. Do love Tatum. Those two guys are fantastic. I mean, they're not going to have cap room if that's what you're looking at. They're yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be better. I don't think next year. They're not going to add anyone major. I mean, they're going to get three. Gordon Hayward still paid a ton of money. Like he's he's not he's not good anymore. You know that's a that they got two albatross contracts. I think in a way with him. I don't think counting albatross contracts is meaningful. I mean, you look at their players. They have good players. Like a lot of good players. I agree. Gordon Hayward is not so great. I mean, maybe he comes back and finally gets a little bit better. But like I I mean we've been saying that for enough years that I, I I'm skeptical that that will ever happen. But. Maybe a little better, but whatever. They, they still have good players amongst the rest of their roster between Walker, Brown, Tatum, Smart. Like they've got they've got some guys. I I just feel a little bit more com- comfortable with them than the other teams. Um, you know, Miami's right there. I th- I think Brooklyn just has too much injury risk. It's also going to be all guys, new guys playing with each other for the first time. I, I I would not. I don't have high expectations for Brooklyn. I mean, I think they have the talent, but. They're going to be figuring out a lot of things, is my my guess. I think Walker's Kemba Walker's the exact type of player that will get you in trouble because he's he's good enough to get a max contract, but he's nowhere near good enough to be the best player in a championship team. Uh, he I thought he was very unimpressive in the playoffs. He's you know, too small. He's constantly a defensive matchup that teams are looking to exploit. That that's the trouble there, right? You're paying him a ton of money, and I don't know. again though. Who cares? Who cares? Are you well, paying them? That's that's money that you could be spending on a more effective. But five you can't or you four. can't you can't just swap out and say like, oh well, I could have just had like a LeBron James instead of Kemba Walker. Well, LeBron James isn't available, so it's you're getting Kemba Walker or you're getting who is that like schlub point guard they traded in the sign and trade to get him that I can't even remember his name because he sucks so bad. Yeah, but if you bring Rondo and Thad Young in, I don't think Rondo Rondo. and Thad Young are better than. Than Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, absolutely in a regular season, I agree with you. But for the playoffs, I don't think Kemba, Kemba Walker was effective at all in the playoffs. You know, I agree with you overall. Like for the season, he's he's you know twenty points per game. He's he's, be he's your third. He's like your second best player, maybe your third best player. He doesn't have to be the best player on a championship team. Agreed. Like, like they got other guys. So no, I, I mean, agree with you. Like, well, who do you team like? Team. You don't seem to like the Celtics. I like no. I like the I Celtics. Love my I, pick. So I, who do you, I would who agree. Do you like? I think the Celtics are one. Uh, I think the Nets are two. No, no. What am I talking about? The uh, Milwaukee's two. Celtics one, Milwaukee two. It's going to be between one of those two teams. 
the Heat three, and the Nets four. That's probably what Actually, I have right now. I'm going to take Milwaukee one. I think Milwaukee comes out. I, I mean, you didn't mention them in my initial choices, and I just forgot about them. But yeah. I'll, I'll still take Milwaukee one. So the Lakers right now, these are the odds at Caesars for next year. Lakers number one. I'll just give you the order, the top seven teams in terms of most likely to win. The Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Warriors, Nets, Celtics, Heat, Nuggets, Raptors, and Rockets. Those are top ten. Mavs are 25 to 1. And the Bulls are 100 to 1. So get your money down quickly. If you want to lose 10 bucks, put it on the Bulls. <laughs> Here are the teams. All right, are you ready for this? How many teams do you think have worse odds at winning the, the NBA title than Chicago Bulls for next season? Worse odds? Yeah, so uh, how many teams are, you know, the Bulls ha- have are more likely to win, according to Las Vegas, than how many teams? I'd imagine there's a lot of teams at like 100 to 1, and that the odds don't really get a whole lot worse than 100 to 1. So I'll say there's probably like five teams with worse odds. There are... Eight. Eight teams with worse odds than the Chicago Bulls, according to Las Vegas. So here's the teams that have the exact same odds to win it all. This maybe Hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. According to Las Vegas, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Bulls are all 100-1 to to win the title. The same odds. Pacers and Grizzlies is surprising to me. I, I would say both of those teams should have better odds than the beloved, but... I don't know. Well, small, small market teams, I mean, odds are trying to get the money even too, right, to some yeah. degree. Agreed. So, like, really large market teams often have, have better odds than they deserve. Here are the teams with worth, worse odds than the Bulls, the Magic, the Spurs, the Kings, the T-Wolves, the Pistons, the Knicks, and the Cavaliers and Hornets. The Hornets are dead last at 400-1. to 1. Anyhow. Interesting notes there. I think uh, Vegas is, sees the Bulls getting considerably better, and so do you and I. <laughs> I let's get <laughs> let's get on to and a, a perfect segue into the Bulls scrimmage. The the thank God for ChicagoBulls.com for putting together you know twenty five to thirty minutes. I think it was of combination of interviews and great action to watch the beloved play. You know five on five games up to seven and eleven. Uh, really interesting. Of course, the, the magic number seven. Uh, I'd like to throw that in there. There were some interesting things that happened there. What's yeah, I got to you... tell you, I got to tell you, I have one thing I from this scrimmage that I saw guaranteed massive upgrade for the Chicago Bulls this year. All right, I'm holding based on, on this seat. scrimmage, massive upgrade. But first, you go. I, I mean, I want to oh, say, well, you can't just tease us with that. Bit. <laughs> All right, spoiler. Yeah, we'll let it let sink in. But guaranteed. And after after you hear me tell why. You're going to completely agree that this scrimmage proves the Bulls have made a huge upgrade this year. Well, number one thing that really hit me in the face was how good Valentine looked. Uh, I thought he was just fantastic at several times passing off the pick and roll. And, you know, you could tell he's going to get an opportunity, uh, unless he's traded, obviously, or cut. He's going to get an opportunity to, I think, be a bigger <laughs> participant in the offense. Wait, wait. I just want to be clear. You said he's going to get a guaranteed opportunity unless he's cut. So we acknowledge that him being cut is a risk. There's a possibility. But he looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. We might cut this guy or he looks fantastic. He's going to have a guaranteed opportunity unless he's traded or cut. Um, I thought he looked great. Uh, you know, and okay. it, there's a limited, obviously, package for us to watch. A couple things that I thought, all, and our players that I thought looked good. Wendell Carter Jr. 
had a couple very nice passes. There was a, there was a kick out at the three point line. He had the fake jumper and drive. Had a nice pass out to the three point line. It does drive me nuts though. Anytime you get in the paint, the kickouts from the paint to the three point line still bother me. I think if you're in the paint or at the basket, that ball's got to go up if you have the shot instead of kicking it out. You know, more often than not, if no one's there. And I saw a little bit of that. Like Wendell Carter Jr. had the ball at the basket and he kicked it out for three when he should have just gone up strong and dunked it home. Too much of that for my liking, but overall, impressed with Kobe White, impressed with Denzel Valentine. I was really impressed with Wendell Carter Jr. Thought Zach looked great. He had a nice up and under. Lori Markin had a couple nice long threes. Uh, overall, I mean, it was great, you know. I mean, what can you say? But uh, the coach's son, I know, was out there wearing long johns. Um, I think he'll have a limited. I saw him actually take a contested three. That was the first time I've ever seen him take a contested three in, like, two years. So that was great to see, and he actually made it. That's pretty much all I have to say. What say you? Yeah. So, guaranteed upgrade. And I can't believe you didn't come up with this all on your own. Guaranteed upgrade. Adam Amin announcing for the Bulls <laughs> is going to be amazing <laughs> next year. Amazing. Oh, my God. This is going to be – this is like – watching the Bulls is going to be so much better yeah, that, this year I, than I last can't year I, for I that reason that. alone. Agree I, or disagree? I agree 100%. I can't believe I dropped oh, it all the way up. Yeah, it was, it was very entertaining. Know, it was Funny. Agreed. Uh, here, here's, here's my thoughts on the scrimmage. All right. This wasn't live. It was taped, right? I mean, I've shown clips of it like days before they put it out there. So how many games do you think they played to put these three games on, on like, the tape? Because, like, if you watch these three games, the Bulls made, like, like shot, like, 80%. They had, like, a bunch of dunks. Like, it looked like, are you like, saying, like the Crowders out there. Are you I saying mean, this so game was, like was given the Mo Bamba uh, editing I'm uh, platform? Is, is, I'm saying what it is, is that, like, they, they could have, like, taped, like, 30 games and picked the best three to put out there. I mean, Lowry's three or four. Yeah, if you're a cynic. Fine. Everyone is just shooting lights out. There's, like, dunks all over the place. Like, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, like, this team looked awesome. But, like, that's that's my theory is I'm like, you know, who knows how many tapes because they, they could pick five games, right, and then they could just have Amin and King who aren't there live and are on, like, Zoom. They could just play them for them and have the guys, like, do the voice for them. Like, they don't, they don't need to know it, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little skeptical that they only played these three games and shot that well. I think they just kind of picked the best footage. And so from that reason, I'm not going to take a damn thing out of this scrimmage. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. How'd you look good? Didn't you the think? best thing about it was probably when they talked about Lowry needing to go in the post and then Zach Levine strips him right away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't take Zach Levine in the post, so I guess we still know that's a problem. But, uh, I mean, everyone everyone in these games shot the ball really well, looked really good. I mean, I agree. Like, everyone looked, looked good out there but i just i i think this was some some choicely chosen footage uh and i i don't suspect it means anything but i was excited to watch anything bulls related for a few days and with the nba finals over i was excited for anything basketball related so i sat and watched it like a moron like the rest of us who are listening to the show and die hard enough to care about the bulls at this moment in time i'm sure you all watched it but uh yeah that's that's my thoughts i think i think gaffer didn't look that good i thought he was Looked pretty bad, actually. So I was a little disturbed by that. Man, the dude's just got to get in the gym and get a jump shot. That's one thing I never understood is, well, he can't shoot. Well, then get in the gym and shoot. It's very easy to improve it. Doug, I saw you improve from a poor shooter to a great shooter over like a four-year period. I think if you can do it, a professional should be able to do it. It's not that hard. Get in the gym, shoot you know, five hours of jump shots, and you're going to be pretty decent by the time you get out of there. Yeah, I don't understand either. I mean, I can – 
Look, I, I, it's always very suspect when you try to compare your own experience with a sport with like a professional athlete's experience. Yes. But like having said, like I had no shot at one point in my life. I could not shoot a basketball uh, at all when I was in my early 20s. And I went and I practiced like maybe once a week with someone who ran me through some shooting drills for like three months. And that's how I learned to shoot. Like, so like and you became a, a very like good shooter. Like I've and, always said, I trust you more than Kirk Heinrich. If I had to, if I had to say my life's on the line, Kirk Heinrich or, D- or Doug Tone is shooting a wide open three from the corner. I'm taking you every time. That's ridiculous. You should not do that. that, <laughs> that is absolutely terrible true. idea. Absolutely terrible idea. But I mean, and, and like you know, jokes aside, because I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, you know these guys are all okay. But it's like there's no. I agree with you. There's no reason that any NBA player can't become like a, you know, I'd say like 33 to 35% three-point shooter by just practicing threes yes. like for two hours a day, once a week for their whole career. Like if you just put in, I mean, not two hours a day, two, two hours once a week, you yes. know, like just for your career, like just one day, you just, you just spend the day shooting threes one day a week. And with someone who's helping with your form and just like correcting your form and making sure you, you build good habits, like anyone would be a, a capable three-point shooter and would hit open threes. Like I'm not saying you're going to be able to hit all these contested and step backs and whatever, but you'd be able to knock down open threes at 35% or better just with like two hours once a week for a couple of years. Like no problem. Anyone could do that. Anyone. So I don't understand why these guys don't. But, you know, it's, it's different in the NBA. I don't play in the NBA. Uh, I'm sure they're tired. They're running up and down. They're exhausted. They're doing all this other stuff. I'm sure it's a little different, but. Yeah, it still just strikes me as when you see the form that these guys have, like how how have you not fixed this? Like some of these guys, like like when you look at Lonzo Ball or Lamelo Ball, like how do you play this much basketball and have form that bad? Like I just don't I just don't understand that at all. I don't I don't okay. I don't get that. Two more things: you have to be either mildly excited or bat s h t excited about Kobe White. Because from what you saw from the last 10 games last year, he played at an absolute all-star level. I know it's only a 10-game span. But from the all-star game to when COVID hit, he was absolutely fantastic. Averaged over 20 points per game and was, to me, probably the best player in the team. And then watching this this scrimmage again, you saw the quickness. He won a game with a step-back three-pointer. I mean, if his work ethic is everything I think it is, and the kid, you got to be excited at some level. If you're not excited, you're probably not a Bulls fan. Because you you should be really hopeful for his. Let's future. not question people's fan card because they're not excited about Kobe White. I, how can you not be <laughs> excited on. about Kobe White? At least I don't, mildly. I'm not, I'm not mildly. that excited. I'm not that excited about. Kobe But you're White. mildly excited. That's all I'm saying. You're somewhat excited. I, if you walk into your room, excited. would you be excited? <laughs> he's the most excited about someone on the Bulls I could be at this point. There you go. Uh, <laughs> maybe I could say that, but that's like that's like maybe like a really backhanded compliment. I mean, the thing is, and I agree, White was pretty good at the end of the year. Um, but he, he chucked up a whole lot of shots and he had, he had a couple of games that were real gems in there where he was very efficient, but he had a bunch of games where like he was getting like one point per shot. You know, it's not really good. You know, he got a lot of points, but he's throwing up 20 plus shots to get him. Like, I, I don't, I don't think like it was like that stretch was all great. Like he had some, definitely some gems in there and some great games and you know, it was a rookie. It's okay. He's like shooting like crazy, but his efficiency numbers weren't good. He's got to improve at that a lot. He's got to, you know, finish a lot. Young player. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic more than excited, I would say, on, on Kobe White to make the, the types of changes he needs to be uh, an, an excellent player. I, I just hope for a little bit more efficiency out of him this year and a little bit better in terms of his vision and um, taking care of the basketball yeah. and 
Chandler, Chandler Hutchinson has all the tools to be a good player. He's extremely athletic. He has to stay healthy, and he has to develop a better jumper. But you saw flashes again in transition. Beautiful dunk in that video. Uh, I think yeah, it's several. In transition, he looks kind of like Scottie Pippen. <laughs> I don't want to talk. No, I don't there's insult... no one guarding him, and he just gets to run <laughs> I don't want to insult yeah. anybody else with then, that talk anymore. That's he's, insanity. He's like amazing. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't know how we, why you'd have any hope for Chandler Hutchison. I, I mean, I hope he turns I, I just on told something. You okay. <laughs> okay. This is like he's like twenty. What is he like twenty six now? I mean, <laughs> how old? Go is look he? it up. He's close to that. He's a, it's not twenty six. It's like twenty five. I mean, 20, he was no, twenty two when he was drafted, right? So spend three years. He's I, I I mean, he was like around twenty two when he was drafted, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going back into the way back machine. Let me see here. He is twenty four years old, and he's twenty four until next April where he turns 25. So he's not that old. All right. But, I mean, like he's past the point where you should expect huge <laughs> leaps and bounds. I mean, it's he's fine. Been hurt. I mean, he's, he's, he's been hurt. He's athletic. He's athletic, but he has, like, no skills. He has no shot. He's got no ball skills. Um, fine rebounder. He's got rebounding he's fine skills. Fine rebounder. Well, I mean, being tall and athletic kind of gives you that, I guess. For a wing, he's a, a good rebounder. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I I don't have a lot of hope for Hutchison. I mean, I, I maybe he'll turn out okay. You know, I don't. Yeah, he has been injured. You know, maybe he'll he'll play a little better. But I, I'm not, I'm certainly not sitting here going, "Wow, I expect big things from him." If they happen, I won't be completely shocked. But I have very very little expectations. He averaged four rebounds a game last year in 18 minutes. 45 percent. Who cares? Field. I I like him. I like him, and I'm saying it right now. I think he's you, going. You like to be... everyone. How many wins do you have for the? Bulls I did not like everyone. I don't like the coach's son. I don't like. There's a lot of guys in this team. I don't even want to see in the who team. Is, who is the coach's Felicio? son? I, I just. I missed out on this like this slang you picked up here. Are you this kidding is the first me? Time is this like a Twitter thing you're doing? I don't know. <laughs> Ryan A is the coach's son. He's been living with Jim Boylan for like two years in his basement. They go to McDonald's after every game. Ryan, A, I can't believe you didn't know this. This is it's clear as day. They play football on weekends together. You didn't hear? You weren't aware of this? I was not aware of this. Yeah, the coach's son is Ryan A. So um, Jim can't Boy- say Archie Jackano, huh? It, it's Jim Boylan's Dude. son. Jim Boylan's too, too son. Too complicated. <laughs> Jim Boylan's son. And Ryan A. Maybe if Denny A joins the team, he'll be the coach's son. But Ryan A right now is the coach's son. And uh, I can't believe you didn't know this. This was a running gag I've had going on for like a year and a half. And it's, it's been a big hit with the, the fans. Anyhow. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you don't like Archie Diacono. You know, normally you're a big fan it's, of the guys. It's not I don't. Ball. It's not I don't like him. I think he's a great kid. I love you know he plays hard. I love a lot about him. But he's not he's not somebody who should be in a rotation. And he sure is. Heck, shouldn't be in a rotation ahead of Denzel Valentine like he was last year for Coach Buffoon. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I'd, I'd probably play him over Denzel Valentine. Well, all right. We, we should just end the show right now. I'm going to drive this bus right over a cliff if I hear anyone. <laughs> I mean, nonsense. Denzel Valentine like is not a rotation player. The Denzel probably, Valentine is absolutely a rotation player. in the league, to be he, honest. I the, mean, this, that's ridiculous. This is really – you've really gone off the rails. Denzel Valentine is an excellent three-point shooter. He's absolutely somebody who should be in a rotation. He's Archie Diakono is also an excellent three-point shooter. He's a third-string point guard. You should only see the court if two guys get hurt ahead. I agree. I agree. He's a third-string point guard. That's that's true. He's a third-string point guard. He's pro- probably a borderline rotation player. And if he's a, if he's in the rotation, his rotation should be like eight minutes a night. Yes. Uh, yes. But but like yeah, that's who he is, and he's kind of paid appropriately for that level. And he's making like three million a year on a relatively short deal. I, I think that's fine. I mean, Denzel Valentine is no better than that. Denzel I mean, Valentine like, is, like should maybe, be the first. Maybe guy you off could the say bench. he is that good. Like maybe Valentine's also a, you know, like the third small forward on a bad team and could also play eight minutes a night. Yeah, I mean, but like he's 
He's slow. He's awful defensively. Does he's like five or six really dumb things every time he's out there. That's not true. Um, re- rebounds pretty well. Shoots excellent well. Excellent rebounder. Excellent passer. Well. Yes. I mean, ex- he, excellent it's dribbler. like he does a lot of things well, but then the impact is always really bad. Like I just don't like. He had a higher RPM. RPM. He had a higher RPM than Luca last year for the first quarter of the season. But, (laughs) but hey, well, RPM is 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 like traditionally (laughs) not valuable until you have like a year and a half worth of data. It's only valuable when you're debating Valentine versus Luca. That's the only time it's it's valuable. valuable. Let's call up the Mavs and make them that offer. I hear their analytics people. All right, let's go in to our listener email from the great Tom O'Malley. And he's got a plan going forward. So I want to throw this at you. I want everybody also to bring their input on this plan. Feel free to send us your plans, and we'll say yes or no to the plan. Okay? So, Doug, you're, you're, you're advising um, AK4 to 7s. Here we go. Trade Laurie and Zach for Paul George. I know how you're going to go on that one. But let's just uh, let me run through the whole plan. We'll, we'll get through the whole plan. Yeah. We're not going to. Number gonna... two, trade Sato and Young plus future protected first if needed for Buddy Heald. Number three, draft Killian Hayes. Number four, sign Kawhi or Giannis next year. Well, that's a good one part, but a little bit of work to be done there. So then you have, obviously, a, a team of Kobe and Killian, Buddy at two, George, Paul George and Hutch, Hutchinson at the three, uh, Giannis or Kawhi at the four. I don't know. Kawhi's more of a three, but – and then five, you got Wendell Carter Jr. and Gaffer. Shooters, good fit for everyone. Should have a good enough team for the upcoming year to be attractive for Kawhi or Giannis with still enough cap room. I think Zach and Laurie are good fits for the Clippers. Sacramento gets out from Buddy Buddy's huge contract. He wants out anyhow, not much trade value. May need to dump uh, Arch and Hutch to sign Giannis or Kawhi, but that can be done. Of course it can be done. I'd do it in five seconds. What say you? Well, I mean, there's a little bit of, like, under gnome, underwear gnomes piece to this plan, right? Like... Underwear. <laughs> yeah, you, you ever watch South Park? Oh, it's going I never back watched the first season here. But it's like the first we steal the underwear, then we all shrug because we don't know what comes next. <laughs> and, then, and then we profit. You know, it's kind of like, well, we, we signed Giannis. I mean, like, I don't know how you make that happen, though. There's this big shrug of like, yes, if we do a bunch of things and can sign Giannis, then it's worth doing. So, well, there's a... uh, but like, but like the theory that you're going to somehow get Giannis, like, is just doesn't really is the part of this plan that just like doesn't add up to me. And it's the most important piece of the plan, right? Like, like if you do all these other things and you don't get Giannis, you just have really expensive Buddy Heald and Paul George, and then what? Like, I mean, like you're really stuck. And like, I don't think. You're going to be able to get like Giannis, and I don't know after this year if like you're able to trade for Paul George. Like, is that going to attract Kawhi or keep him away oh, after come on. Uh, after this year? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, you. Um, you know, like I, that, that's the part of this thing that's tough, right? Like, so if you if you make any plan and a key component of your plan is signing like a, a top five player in free agency, you have to understand this plan is is fraught with peril and almost certain to fail. Right. Like, yeah. and it's not to say you don't go for those things. It's just, you, you understand going in that like this plan is like a, probably like a 97% chance to fail because this one piece is out of your control and it's the most important piece of the plan. Uh, and then, you know, like in the year, like LeBron James was a free agent in 2010, like we were all in on trying to make that happen, even though that plan failed, it was still the right thing to do. I, I am a lot less certain that you're going to be able to get uh, Kawhi Leonard or, or Giannis uh, in, in free agency though. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't do this. I don't think Paul George is that attractive and I don't think Buddy Heald is attractive enough. I would do that Buddy Heald trade uh, either way. 
Uh, I like that trade for the Bulls. Sato and Young. I would trade Thad Young and, and Sato for Heald. Um, but but I, I don't think I would want to do the Paul George piece of that. I, I really don't care for Paul George at all. I so never let's thought redo he was that good of a player. Yeah, let's redo yeah. this plan on that with that idea, too. Because so I, I do think that's kind of interesting. Laurie, Zach are on the team still. You bring in Buddy Yield for Sato and Young. So you get, I mean, Sato sucked last year, so you get his carcass off the roster. And you know, I guess I would counter, like, he's saying you, you throw in a protected first if needed to Sacramento. Sacramento would probably be willing to trade Buddy since he doesn't seem to be too happy to be there right now. Yeah, would they trade him for Young and Sato, though? I mean, like, that's dicey. I, it really kind of depends on how, how good you feel he is worth of his, his contract. and you have you to know, throw it's, in Valentine. It's up in the air. I, I, I don't know that I'd throw in a pick, given how much money you're going to save the Kings in that trade. It just kind of depends if they've got a better offer on the table. If, if You could also potentially just trade Otto Porter for uh, Buddy Heald straight up if they just want to get out of the money earlier because it's still a little money to Young and Sato you know, the following year where they wouldn't owe money to Porter. So that might be more amenable. The other thing is if you try to keep Levine and Lowry rather than uh, going with uh, Paul George in this case, you're then going to have to deal with Lowry's extension next year, and that's going to eat into your cap room. You're no longer going to have that max cap room to pursue a free agent. So a critical part of this plan is like you're, you're sort of avoiding, avoiding a, a future cost of Lowry by making this trade. Um, and, and so you might come out a little bit ahead on the cap depending on how much – money Lowry is owed. Uh, I, I haven't run the numbers around this to know if, if it all works out cap-wise. I think it'd be very close whether you'd have enough room for, for a max free agent or not uh, if, if you implemented this. Well, you got to factor in the amount of money you're going to pay your first-round pick this year, how much Kobe White's going to make, how much Carter's going to make. I mean, you could theoretically, if you could get Giannis, you could ship all those guys out, but then you got to realize you know, all of your depth is gone because you, you know, these first-round picks, when they're high lotto picks, their contracts aren't really teeny. So you know they add up when you got like three or four of them, which which the Bulls will project to have. So uh, you know I, I don't know. I, it's like I, like I said, I think the the real problem is the key component of this plan is getting getting Giannis or Kawhi, and you just can't bank on any plan that has that as its as its key component. How old do you think Buddy is? Uh, twenty six. He's twenty seven. He'll be twenty eight in December. I didn't know he was that old. Seemed like, I thought he was a lot younger than that. Yeah, I mean, he was drafted at an old age. Um, I, I mean, so I knew he was a little older relative to his years of experience in the league. Yeah. Uh, it kind of sours me yeah. on him a little. But he's still, he's still in his prime. I mean, he'll be in his prime for his contract. It's, it's like you're not going to get him for a super long haul, but I think he'll, he'll be a, an adequate player for the length of his contract. It's kind of funny when you people complain about, like, Zach Levine. And, you know, when you look at it, it's like um, – Buddy Heald's uh, deal is uh, is considerably more than Zach Levine's deal. Yeah, you know, I think, you taking, I think Zach Levine's a better Heald player. Levine, I, I I'd take in Zach Levine ahead of he. If I had made a choice on either player, I'd take I take Zach Levine over Buddy. Yeah, I, I think pretty pretty much the same. I, I think I, I mean I, I feel that's a no brainer. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean Levine's just more of a creator and 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 whatnot. But uh, I mean it's interesting. I don't know, and maybe people think Buddy Heald's contract has got awful too. I don't. I can't say I know what the word on the street on Buddy Heald's contract is, but uh, people often talk about trading Zach and not being able to win with Zach and blah blah blah. Like he's this terrible contract, but you know he's actually signed really cheap. We're gonna we're gonna have to figure out what we want to do with Zach pretty soon, though, because I, I, exactly. my guess is when he comes up for a renewal, it's it's gonna not be so so inexpensive as it is right now. Think about it, you know Buddy too is I love his shooting. I mean he's a fantastic three point shooter. He's over forty percent for his career. Fantastic free throw shooter. I think he's over eighty five percent. 
But I don't know really. I got to do a deeper dive on his defense. I, I I don't. I haven't heard if it's great or bad or I really don't know. You know, so I think that would probably sway it one way or the other. Because if you bring in another player in the perimeter who's poor defensively, I think you're just asking for trouble. We need yeah. to, we need to get some better defenders on the perimeter. It's just not good right now. So that's a big problem with this team going forward, especially if we lose Dunn. Anyhow, let me bring in this bus after a great ride today. And I did enjoy most of the conversation outside of the Valentine invectives. Which I can't believe you're on the for. Valentine train still. I, I literally can't believe it. Well, I think everybody I, I will actually, be next. You know who else is on it? Stacy King. You know who else oh, is on it? Casey wait, Johnson. Stacy King is on the anyone's train. No, he's not. No, Stacy King is probably on the Felicio train right now. He's not now. on the Luke <laughs> train. Who is, though? Uh, <laughs> did you say Felicio? How dare you? <laughs> Anyhow, it was always fun talking to DT, and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the latest episode of Big Red Bus. Send your questions to ChicagoBullseye at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at CBEFred. Where can they find you? And I'll be uh, back on Twitter on 11-1, November 1st, after my ban is over. What about you, Doug? Where, do you, where can people find you? Uh, Doug underscore Tonus on Twitter, and I will be off Twitter on 11-1 for at least two days. <laughs> but I don't, I don't have to see all the garbage you post when you finally are able to get back on. I'll be back on 11-3. All right, brother. Always good to talk to you, my man. Talk to you again soon. <laughs> See you, man. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up? It's Emily, and I'm pretty sure that compassionate, coordinated healthcare is something on the top of everyone's mind. That is why I love Live by Advantia Health. From primary care to mental health and gynecology to obstetrics, Live understands these are all connected and important to you. Live is a membership-based practice in the heart of D.C. that prioritizes your experience. Plus, Live accepts all major insurance. So take charge of your health care on your schedule and choose Live. Learn more and become a member by searching for Live by Advantia. L-I-V by Advantia.